0: welcome tommy to the cast patrol podcast it's good to have you on and we're honored that you're actually here and we appreciate you dedicating some time on a cold wednesday night for us
1: uh thanks for having me on boys i've been following your podcast and uh enjoy listening to you so absolute pleasure being on the show that's
0: good to hear that's good to hear look we want to make this as enjoyable as possible we're just going to run through a few of our segments and pretty much ask about your career how it's gone so far and everything so let's uh kick things off with uh How'd you get into racing, and was it always a dream of yours to be a jockey?
1: No, I wouldn't say it was a dream to be a jockey to start off with. Um, I, was, I was born into it just through my family. Um, my father was a jockey and and um, and was a trainer as well, and um, so we just grew up around the horses. And we um, fr- from a young age we, we we got to you know really be around horses from a, a you know as, as as young as I can remember. And um, it wasn't until um, you know I, there was one day I think. We we're probably four or five years old. We were just leave him for school, and uh, we, we took our breakfast and had it under underneath a Clydesdale that um, my dad had as a pony. And um, <laughs> we ate, ate our breakfast underneath his belly, and uh, he never never moved a step. And you know, I fell in love with a horse at that stage. Just a, a horse, you know, they're, they're so big but so kind and gentle. And um, and then it, from there, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in racing. I knew I just wanted to work with horses and um then I learned how to ride and and once I uh I went faster I, I didn't go back but uh <laughs> <laughs> I figured out you could you could go fast earn money and uh, that was me sold
0: wow so what what age were you when you first I guess debuted in the jockey scene
1: uh I had my first ride at 15 Wow. Uh, but uh I was breaking in horses with my my twin brother at the age of uh 12 years old we'd um We'd go out to Camden Sales and we, we'd go buy a, a horse that was unbroken and hunted onto the track for you know two three hundred dollars and uh, we'd break it in two weeks later sell it for three or four thousand. So, wow! Um, you're in, we you're learned, in the
0: horse flipping market. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. But we did that uh, while we we're still going through school and um, we we're riding track work in the mornings and um, and going to school during the day and working the afternoon after track work, but. Uh, we kept missing roll call um, in uh, year eight and year nine, and I, I think probably one or two months into year nine, um, you know, the principal called my father and, and my, my mother and said that we'd have to start making roll call, uh, otherwise, um, you know, they're going to kick us out. So uh, my father didn't want us missing track work in the morning, so we we finished uh, finished up at school uh, one month into year nine and and started our career from there on. Wow,
2: that's that's a good story. I like that. Um, no, that's awesome, Tommy. Um, so obviously we know how tough, you know, life of a jockey is. What does a normal day in the life of Tommy Berry look
1: like? Um, so, you know, three or four mornings a week, I'll ride track work. So I'll get up at three o'clock, um, get to the track by, by four, um, usually ride eight or nine horses, then, uh, come home. I'll usually lay down for about 45 minutes. Um, then I've usually got between one or two kilos to pull off. Um, so I'll jump in the bath and, I can lose about, I can lose two kilos in probably an hour and a half wow. in the bath. So i sweat that out and um, go to the races all day. And then, you know, usually getting home at six o'clock and um, even troll days. Um, so on, on Friday, I'll probably, I'll get up at three, go to uh, Warwick farm, do about eight or nine gallops there. And then I think I've got 14 trials at Ranwick after that. Um, then I'll come home, uh, lay down for half an hour, 45 minutes, get up, go for a run do my form for Saturday, have a sweat that night, and jump bed. So it's...
0: Uh, God, it never, yeah, it never stops. Very hectic.
1: I've got four kids as well, so it's... Easy. <laughs> yeah.
0: and, you're, and you're
2: on podcasts. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's good. Uh, sounds like a lot of fun. And obviously, you've ridden in a lot of group ones in your career, Tommy. Um, how do you prepare yourself for like a big group one ride or a big group one day?
1: Um, I just try to... Keep everything normal and just uh, go through my routine, uh, which I just explained. Like a, a Friday routine's um, pretty pretty normal for me. If I haven't got trials, then uh, you know I'll get up in the morning, go for a run, um, and then do your form in the afternoon, have a sweat before, and a little bit of dinner, get to bed. I ride track work every Saturday morning, um, even on um, Saturdays now. When you know the first race is at twenty past eleven, I'll I'll still get up at three, ride my track work, wow. come home. A half an hour nap lose my weight and go to the races it's even though it's, it's a bit the times tighter on the days and I don't have as much time to do it um that's just my routine and I keep it like that and um uh, you know when you get to the races you are feeling good and um uh, by the time you, you leave after the last, you you. Catch it. But uh, you know, if you if you win one of the big ones, um, <laughs> it's you, a it's a long one. A morning, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you got to get your body
0: body in that rhythm and be like, oh, it's race day today. Just do your normal procedures and just go through it.
2: Um.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Like any footy player, I guess. But um, you do. You know, the the big days are, are very different. Uh, once you get there, it's um, the, the room's a lot quieter. Um you know, there's no mucking around with the jockeys and stuff like that. We've, we've all put our game faces on, on the big days, but, um, you know, there's a lot of, lot of money to be had, especially over the spring now. So Peter Bellini's has been very good to us. The
0: um, rugby, <laughs> rugby league and racing. Does it feel different on race day, like the crowd atmosphere and everything on like on a big group one day, as opposed to just a Wednesday meeting?
1: Yeah, it does. It, it, especially now more so than before, because we, we had COVID, um, for a, a couple of years there and, um, you know, we went nine months at a time without a person on the track and we didn't realise how, how good the big days were and how good the crowds were, um, you know, when they were there. But I think going back to Peter Volani's and what he's tried to do with, you know, bringing that younger generation uh, to the races and um, he's done a very good job doing that. And I, I get a, a lot of enjoyment seeing, you know, all the boys up along the fence, fences and, you know, the, the girls having a good day out and, you know, we're dressed up. It's um, it's quite quite good to see and, you get towards the back end of the card, and they've had a few too many to drink. <laughs> Whether they're cheering you or, or giving you up, uh, giving you a sprayer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's great, and I think um, you know if you go back to Art godot winning the cosy Oscar last year yeah. and the reception he got, in that's that's I, just. I was to... on.
0: I was on that horse actually. Yeah, so tipped yeah. <laughs> I, I tipped it to the boys. I, I was listening to the form guy in the morning, but you said young kids around the barrier. Just spraying you the whole day or trying to talk to you. I don't know how good your memory is, but back in 2019 on the day of the shorts, the group two, um, you were doing a bit of uh, walking on the track. And me and my mate, Ebrahim, were on the side, Tommy, Tommy, can we get a photo? And then you got a photo with us. um, And then we said, oh, you like anything on the day? And you go, I tell you what, boys, Parada wins today. It wins a three dollars twenty. I'm like, all right, that's it. I take Tommy's word for it.
3: The bank's on the bank counts on
0: it. Yeah, and that's it. It, it won the race, and uh oh, it was a good day after that. I tell you, so
1: yeah, all age stakes that was. Yeah, we uh, yeah, he won that day. I, I do, uh, you know, I get a lot of people call me up to the fence for for, for a photo, but uh, you know, I, th- I do remember you. I think um, you're a little bit younger, but yeah, yeah so <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah it was, a bit, it was a bit different. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you cop a lot of sprays when you're going around the mountain, yard you know, Tommy? Or what's it like?
1: Yeah, well, not too much at the start of the day because everyone's your friend. <laughs> yeah. By the end of the day, this, you, you've upset a lot of people or made a lot of people happy. So, um, you know, I, I copped a fair few sprays last weekend, but um, <laughs> I wasn't happy with a couple of my rides myself last weekend. So um, they are probably well earned. But, um, you know, I, it doesn't really worry me copying abuse over the fence. It, I look at it as you know someone's had their, their money on you, they're, they're trying to win, you've got beat. As long as it's a friendly spray, you're telling me I'm useless. So I'm <laughs> doing, uh, as long as I don't overstep the line, which is yeah. something we can do. But um, uh, usually it's friendly banner. And, and if I was the one having a punt and, and I was backing a, a jockey that could beat, I'd probably give him a, a spray. <laughs> 100%. 100%. A, a uh,
3: on race day, Tommy, do you have any superstitions or pregame rituals?
1: Yeah, I've got to wear the same undies every Saturday. Oh, um, ooh, they're, what colour?
3: you Got like red blue, undies, blue undies.
1: Uh, and um, all the boys are giving me shit because there's there's not there's no elastic left in the top oh, and this holes around the bin. So my wife's chucked them in the bin. I think three or four times, nah, but I keep, can't keep managing to get them out. So, um, <laughs> they haven't got much much longer left. But um, <laughs> apart from that, it's just as we said, same routine. I like to park on the same level, um, you know, when you get the races, so I've got to get there a bit earlier. Um, And the same routine with, you know, getting ready, uh, weighing out, going, walking the track, then having a stretch and then getting ready for the first. So um, it's pretty much always the same.
0: How long have those um, undies been going on for, the pre-race day tradition?
1: (laughs) Oh, they're... They're getting on probably 12 or 13. Oh, months. my oh, God. God. Oh, like, no wonder your wife's <laughs> wrong yeah, them so out. <laughs> Once a week. Once a week. I was
0: expecting three three to four years, 12s. I know, no, 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 they've
1: been going around a long time. So uh, <laughs> we'll come back up and keep them Oh, God. Well, look, speaking
0: of like race day and uh, the big group one days, is there any horses in your time that I know was your favorite horse to ride or the best ride that you've ever given?
1: um i think shiitak was tj smith um which one (laughs) his third one his third one was incredible um and and i think darren Philindell, you know summed it up really well after the race he said it was one of the best moments we've ever had at ranwick and um you know that was a day that winks won but it was probably one of the only times winks was overshadowed a little bit for for what the gray Flash did but um he gave me a lot of great thrills on racetracks, um, especially in, in Hong Kong when he won there. That was that was incredible as well. But um, if you go to my best ride, I think I, I rode the offer to win the Sydney Cup not long after my brother passed away. Uh, it was quite an emotional time and uh, it was it was it was tough, but um, I showed patience on that day that I've never shown before. And um, my brother was a very patient rider, so. Um, you know, I wasn't overly very patient when, when he was around. I was more, you know, had him on speed. But my brother used to ride very patiently, very quiet, and, and ride him in the second half of the field. So to, to pull off a ride like that um, not long after he'd passed away um, was quite a special time.
0: Yeah, well, cause talk about Shiitaka and the TJ Smith. We were just underage to bet on it so we just missed it but as soon as we sort of that got in, of yeah it. <laughs> maybe allegedly allegedly we like to say um no well, but when we sort of first like got into racing everyone always says you got to watch Chautauqua's races back and it's just the commentary as well that just makes it flying from the back can you get there boom it's just everything about each of those rides is just so special and yeah uh, and
1: i think it- you even look at—he's um, probably the only horse. that's You know, this—you you watch the Seinfeld with Shitakwa yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, Kramer. Pop uh, the chase, uh, Mario Kart. Um, Everything. There's, a, there's songs so, about so, uh, Chautauqua. Yeah, like so it's probably yeah, it's it's good fun. So, Cold uh, Hero. What, what, so you, what were your thoughts,
2: film? Tommy, uh, at about the six hundred and that, that TJ Smith? Did you think you were a chance, or?
1: Well, it's, it's funny because I didn't know how far back I was until yeah. like, I got down at the four hundred, and and then when I saw English you know, as far in front as she was. I knew it would be a task, but a funny thing with him and uh, the reason probably why I rode him so quiet all the time is I just had so much confidence in the horse and his ability and what he was able to do on a racetrack. So I always thought I could win on him. Um, that day, I still thought the same. I went back and watched the replay and said, you're a dickhead for thinking <laughs> I could win. <laughs> like the people
0: that probably backed you as well. Yeah. They go, what are you doing from there, Tommy?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I had everyone on the chair for a long time, but it was uh, – no, it's just the way he gave me, he gave me that confidence riding that way, so it was great. Yeah,
0: wow. Um, is there a sort of tr- favourite track or least favourite track that you have in mind, like when it comes up on the calendar, you go, oh,
1: don't want to race here? Yeah, um, Canterbury annoys me because you've got to draw well there, because yep. um, you turn most of, the, most of the way. So Canterbury, you know, if you don't draw well, and, and Rose Hill as well, when you, you know, anything out of that 11, 1200 metre shoot, if you don't draw well, it makes it very tricky. But uh, Rain Week's everyone's favourite. Um, it's it's the best race track in Australia. It's it's beautiful, big track. Gives every horse their chance. Uh, probably the best track I've ever ridden. That was um, uh, Tokyo in Japan. Really, um, really like that. That was that was incredible. And their crowds over there, they get one hundred and ten thousand. You know, wow. people are meeting. So, I heard they're um,
0: wild over there. All the punters. Yeah,
1: yeah, they are. They're wild, but it's it's crazy. They're they're very respectful in the same way. Um, when the horses are prating at the back, um, there might be ninety. 90,000 people watching it, but um, they're not allowed to talk while the horses pray out the back. So there's 90,000 people standing there, and you could you could hear a pin drop. So um, yeah, Japan's an incredible incredible place to ride, um, and yeah, it's probably you know one of the, my favourite times um, in my career was going over and riding there a few times. Yeah, it's
0: definitely on our bucket list to sort of get there one day and check it out. Oh, 100%. We, He's crazy.
1: I'll yeah. uh, yeah, we'll try and get there for Derby Day if you can put in your calendar, that's, that's the best day of the year of it. It's massive. Try and tear it up. Put
3: the annual leave in now. <laughs>
1: uh, um, so,
3: we know how competitive the jockey room can be, Tommy. Who is the best jockey you've ridden against?
1: I think the best jockey I've ridden against, um, I think, well, would be Ryan Moore? Um, Ryan Moore yep. I rode a lot against him in Japan, a little bit against him in Hong Kong, and the things he he does in a race track is incredible. Um, but, you know, it, it's even hard to split him, James McDonald, and... Um, and Hugh Bowman apart, um, they're all different riders in their their own right. Um, you know, I, I, when I first started riding, I got to ride a little bit against Darren Beedman, not a lot, um, but he's the best I've ever seen. Um, and you talk to someone like James McDonald, and, and even James is blown away about you know what what um, what um, Darren was able to achieve and what he was able to do on a racetrack. It was um, you know I remember watching rides of him when I was a kid and you watched him win and you'd have to replay it two or three times just to see how he did it he was he was a magician that's for sure
3: another one slightly more on the lighter side which jockey is the biggest pest
1: <laughs> there's a few um, uh, Clippen, um he, he can be a little bit of a pest on a race day ask a lot of questions um, <laughs> and then, uh, regan bayless if he's up and about and he's had a good day he's he, he's, he's uh he's quite quite uh quite in your face but um you know there's all the boys are different it depends if you've had a good or a bad day if you've had a good day anyone could be a pest but if you had a bad day <laughs> you can hear it, it's great <laughs> does it
0: ever get a bit under confrontational like someone's obviously had a good day or even butchered a ride and then someone's celebrating someone's down in the dumps how do you sort of manage that in the locker room
1: yeah well it, it takes it takes a while um i guess it just comes with with the the territory and, and growing up in racing you've you've got to learn to um, handle your lows and, and being able to celebrate your your pretty highs because um, especially when it comes to big races, it, you know, sometimes it doesn't come around uh, all the time and, um, you know, and frustrations do boil over. Like, it's, I guess it's the only sport where uh, not like a footy team, you know, you, you don't go in the change rooms with the, the team you're playing against where, you know, I'm going out into a race competing against 14 other guys, um and we're all trying to win and then you're going to go share a jockey room with him and, and you, you know you're the best mate so um you know sometimes if something happens in a race and you're not happy about it you might you know express your, your what was annoying you out there when you come back in and um that, that can you know get a bit confrontational
3: well, i just got a side one uh who is your best mate in the jockey room do you have one uh
1: best mates um you know they're Got a lot of good mates in there. Uh, Sam Clipperton's pretty. I'm pretty close with Sam. Uh, Andrew Atkins, yep. um, and Brock Ryan, really close, close with him. And um, you know, but then you know, some of the older jockeys are really good friends with, but you don't get to hang out with as often as you'd like, like Huey and Kieran and and guys like that because they they've got families as well. But uh, very close with James McDonald. He's, he's, he's a good mate. Um, so yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a good tight you know sort of jockeys room and. Uh, Bossy, who I don't get to see much anymore because he's he's travel traveling the world and everywhere, yeah. yeah, but I was you know very close with Bossy as well.
2: Yeah, awesome. Um, so you've obviously had plenty of uh, wins in your career, Tommy. How do you celebrate a, a successful
1: day in the saddle or winning a big group one? Uh, plenty of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Usually, um, you know, for Everest night or something like that, or, or one of the big nights, um, win, lose or draw. Um, you know, we, we like to. To get out and have a good time usually book a booth or two at um at ivy (laughs) (laughs) always good fun but um yeah i usually like to just some some nights we'll just go out with um my wife and the kids and and have a good feed and have a few drinks at home after but you know once every sort of six weeks you like to get out with a a few of the boys and we'll get Mum to look after the kids and head into the city and stay in there but um yeah there's, there's always plenty of fun to be had around there that's for sure
0: Wow, interesting. Because you probably celebrate the same way we do when we when we back a few winners,
1: <laughs> head out to the city That's and not celebrate. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%. Especially when
0: you're starting at eleven a.m. for us, it's yeah. it's a long day. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Is, there, is this, I don't know if you can reveal, but has this train ever sprayed you? Like you can remember, and you just it always sticks with you. I guess
1: yeah I, i've had plenty of sprays over the years <laughs> not so much you now. i'm a little bit older um but when i was younger um uh, clary connor's he didn't even spray me he just told me to go <laughs> <laughs> <in>. yeah, <laughs> Got to, to just keep going I don't, um uh, Hawksy one day I, i'd i won um, i won uh what was it i won i won the guineas on inference um going back you know, four or five years ago and and then got beat on um on shiitaka in the all-age stakes i think it might have been same day and and i wrote another winner or another two winners for john and so i remember coming home i was one a group one it was on a cult so he's very you know he he was worth you know maybe a million and now he's worth 10 million yeah. so he'll be happy i think that for the first 30 minutes on the way home he just sprayed me about <laughs> and, and and um, you know, I said, oh, but what about inference? And and he goes, who gives a fuck about them? I don't care. <laughs> and, uh, and then we didn't we did it for the rest of the night. So, uh, Is there anything yeah, you could he, have
0: done differently on that ride with Chautauka? Was it your fault? I
1: don't think so. We still, <laughs> we still haven't agreed on that one, but that's way in the past now. But um, yeah, John's always been good at giving sprays, but he's, he's very good at praising you when you do something right. But, um, he's a really good, probably one of my biggest mentors.
0: Well, that's good to hear.
3: I love loading up on like a short price fave. So I just want to know, uh, do you get more nervous when you're riding a short price fave or does it not affect you at all?
1: Nah, it used to when I was a bit younger, um, but I think that just comes with, you know, I guess handling that sort of pressure. Um, And the way I look at it now is you get paid to do a job and you know, if you get put on a short price favourite, obviously they think you can do it. Usually when you're on a short price favorite you're on the best horse in the race. So it makes things a little bit easier. Um, so no, I think it's I'd rather be on a short price favourite than something out of the market. And I love pressure now. It's it's something I I enjoy. And uh, being on a short price favourite in Group One's probably as good a feeling as you'll get. So um, you know, if you talk to a few of the younger boys, they might say the opposite. But um, I've been around. I'm starting to feel my age now. I've been around a while, so um, I'm definitely used to it. Hundred yeah,
3: percent. The more wins, the the merrier. Merrier. And a wins a win, I guess. So doesn't matter what the yeah. horse is paying. <laughs> Um, moment, oh, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now we'll take you on. I just want to first say your career's been amazing so far and there's a long way to go. Hopefully a lot more winners. But now yeah. we'll hop into one of our segments, this or that. So the way it works is we'll give you two scenarios and you just gotta pick which side you're on. So this okay. or that. Uh, yep. So the first okay. one I got for you is being caught three wide or being three back the fence? Uh
1: three back the fence. For sure. You know, three Why? wide
0: three wide's tough. Why?
1: Well, because three back defence, you got a lot more work to do, and um, you need a lot more luck, and it's it's just uh, gives me a bigger thrill. Where three wide, even if it's with a bit of cover, it's, it's you don't have to worry about getting out or anything like that. So it's um yeah, it's a bit trickier, and I, I like a bit of a you know I like a bit of work to do. Perfect.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, do you prefer sprint races or staying races?
1: Uh, staying races and. Um, Reason being is, is because, once again, there's a lot more thought that goes into a staying race, um, getting a horse into a good rhythm, getting their breathing right, getting them to relax, uh, pressing the button at the right time, uh, whereas a sprint race, it's it's sort of over and done with pretty quick. And um, yeah, it's, I, I think anyone can ride a sprint race. I think it takes a really good time to ride a, a good staying race.
0: Does the sprint race just go like that? Just when you're on the horse the time you know it's already over. You're on the straight. 40 seconds. On the fast one, it does It's
1: funny. It's the ones I've ridden in the past. It feels like the are the
2: Next one, Tommy. Winning the Melbourne Cup or winning the Everest?
1: This is one that I've been asked quite a, quite a lot over the last 12 months. Uh, winning the Melbourne Cup. And, and the reason I, I say that is only because that's that's a race I dreamed of winning since the day I started, since I was a little kid um and i've dreamt about it you know every you know every year since um it's it's very lucrative obviously winning the everest and um but to, to go down in history as a melbourne cup winning jockey will be something that probably be my biggest achievement uh as a jockey not winning the everest
0: yeah that's for sure there's so much history in the cup as well it's just to cement your name on the cup that's what you want to do
1: exactly yeah and um
2: for the next one, uh, if you had to choose one, Chautauqua or Designs on Rome?
1: Well, that's a tough one as well. Um, yeah, prize money's bigger than Hong Kong, so <laughs> Designs on Rome, but I'd have to say just just through what Chautauqua was able to do, I'd have to stick with him, and he's a household name and um, and for my very good friends, the hawks' as well. So I'll, I'll go with him, but only just I Designs It <laughs> he, he, he was awesome. Uh, we've
3: seen you at the pub on a few Instagram stories with the Raiders players, Tommy. So I've got a little pub one. So this or that, would you rather a steak or a palmy at the pub?
1: Oh, palmy every day of the week. Oh, pal- palmy's probably one of my best meals. Like, yeah. that's my go for after, a, you know, a, a big week you can't wasting, go wrong, but, eh? Uh, every time you're out with them boys, they, they've always got these big juicy steak that they fish <laughs> and-
0: <laughs> Well, they need their protein and... Fill up after a big game. Um, we know you're a massive Raiders fan as well. So what are your thoughts on their season so far? They're just in ninth place, just almost there?
1: Oh, I'll give it to a few of them on the weekend. They've <laughs> got to pick up, pick up their game. But uh, it's been a frustrating year. Injuries have played a part of it. But I think, you know, a lot of the boys have, um, have been a little bit inconsistent the way they've played as well. But, um, you know, they're a really good side and, and they've got – it's just a, a really good feel around the club and um, – they got, um, they're like a really big family and I think Ricky's done a really good job with them, but um, you know, they've just had some good players out during the year and you lose Jack White to, um, to origin uh, every year as well. He had COVID. Um, so look, I don't think they've had a disappointing year, but um, the, the way the year's gone, you know, there's a few of the teams that usually don't make the top eight that have really stepped up this year as well, like the Broncos. Um, so it's probably been a bit more, you know, um, competitive the latter, but yeah, um, you know they've got to win the next three games but they've obviously got to rely on a few other guys getting beat as well to make it in but uh i think if they make it into the finals they, they seem to play a lot better uh, when they're under more pressure um so yeah they've uh they've been definitely um hard to watch at times this year but uh, but anyway it's 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 i'm a raider and <laughs> I'll win lose or draw
0: exactly like you talk about like the injuries as well like jared croker your captain going down uh, midway through the season with a shoulder injury?
1: I think with Jared as well, like, you, you lose your captain, it's a, it's a big part of the spine. And, um, you know, he's been around a very long time. And when you, you talk about big moments, um, and big moments is what you, what wins footy games and consistency. But he, he's one of them guys that can control them big moments. You know, he can, he can when the boys are getting a little bit out of line or, or they're getting a bit above themselves, he can tell them to relax. A bit like Cooper Crump used to, used to always seem like, settle down, well, we settle down, let's... You know, so that old head uh, in, in a in a young team is always good. But um, you know, he's uh, he, he just got a, an operation done on his shoulder uh, a few weeks ago. He's still in a sling at the moment, but um, he was uh, he was picking up the schooners all right. And, <laughs> so he must. Have been right. Yeah,
0: we see the, the interactions between you two on Twitter. Have you guys been friends for a long time? Or Was that sort of just come about when he sort of played for the Raiders and you've been a jockey sort of thing?
1: Yeah, um, probably. Oh, I'd have to say probably. Uh, Seven years now, we've, we've got to know each other. He, he enjoyed his racing; I enjoyed my football. I was a doggy supporter, Um and um, then uh, ship. I, yeah, turn, well, turn I, Yeah, turncoat Tommy. <laughs> my father wasn't. My father wasn't happy about it. But, uh, my um, my sister-in-law was was dating Luke Bateman yep. um, at the time, and uh so I, obviously being good mates with him over a couple of years, I got to know Jared. Uh, firstly, um, that was his best mate. And he just loved the racing, and we got on like house and fire, and then through Jared, um, got to know a lot of the boys and, and getting to the games. And every time I'm in Canberra, my wife's from Canberra. Um, so we go down there every sort of second weekend, um, so I get to catch up with a lot of them all. But uh, uh, like I said, they're just a big family. They're a good bunch of guys that They've got their head on on right and uh, they enjoy having a good time. So it's, they're easy to get along with.
0: Yeah, they seem like a bit of a good bunch and a bit of wild sometimes. But uh, that's all. That's yeah. all. Stays at the pub in Canberra. Yeah,
1: exactly <laughs> right.
3: 100%. And the question we all want to know is who's your favourite Raiders player of all time? Favourite Raiders player
1: of all time? Um, that's hard to so say. I've got to say, Jared, only because yeah. I'm sorry. He's Mate. probably listening, all uh, well, I hope he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love Jared, obviously, and I love what he's done for the club. And, um, you know, and and Meninga, obviously, watching him play. I was only a real you know, a young kid, but you watch the replays of old matches. He was incredible. And same with Ricky Stewart and Laurie Daly. Uh, but the, some of the players playing now, Hudson Young, I really enjoy watching him play. He's, he's a great player. Really, yeah, he, he just he picks up the team. And, um, and you know, his, obviously, Jack Whiten's incredible to watch. Elliot Whitehead's that tough player that just never gives up and um you know there's so many personalities in that squad but um yeah there's there's uh i think we've got a you know a few good years ahead with with what they've bought
0: yeah that's good because our favorite raiders player we have an ongoing joke between all three of us it's matt tomoko we always back him uh, for first try scorer (laughs) and then a few weeks ago he scored first try scorer we're like we didn't back him. The one time. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah,
1: he's ultra consistent, that's for sure. Exactly. Yeah, he's
3: a bit of a beast. Player. But we had Hudson Young first try score of last game, which paid off. So we're going to ask you, Tommy, who's your first try score for this week? against Knights. Uh,
1: this week against the Knights, I'm going to say Jack watton because I, I think he'll attack the line. You know, Jack's really good when he carries the ball and, yeah. and takes him the line. Yeah. Um, but he's got a lot of jobs in the, in the side and, and kicking's one and, and setting up tries. But, I reckon he might take on the line a little bit more this week. Kind of a show and
3: go and straight over, we'll be on that <laughs> definitely. Yeah, exactly.
2: We'll tip that for sure. Um, just before we let you go, Tommy, um, a lot of our following base are punters. Is there one you can steer them into to follow in with the upcoming spring carnival, or one to follow this weekend potentially?
1: Um, this weekend, I think I think will You know, he'll really prove himself first up. Um, Jamea will run really well as well, but she probably needs a little bit further. But the horse that I think's improved a lot uh, in her time off and she's come back really good, And um, we'll see her trial on Friday, she's extreme. So um, it's very hard for the fillies to come back after what they've done at two and not many of them do. But I've just got a feeling off her track work and what she's shown me at home that uh, she's, she's just exciting me. So I could be wrong, um, but she's a filly that I think, you know, she'll be very competitive in a golden rose, but the flight stakes a week later is probably, you know, if there's an early market out for that, I'll jump on it for, for that at very early. I'll take that. I'll take legit. I'll note that down. For sure. thanks Tommy. We might
3: we might message you after the trial and you can give us a little update see how she's going. Yeah, no,
0: anytime. We'll, no. we'll send you the invoice after the race if it doesn't get up. I, I, I
2: did I did want to ask you something Tommy. Um Winx's last race, you were on Kluger. Did you think you were going to beat her in her last race? Oh, you're coming yeah, up the road. I, I
1: made a mistake of thinking oh could cool, yeah. <laughs> i never, never forget that race. That will go down as one of the biggest, you know, thrills of my life. I won on Winks, and I'd ridden her one, one other time, uh, very early on in her career. And um, it hurt every time uh, seeing her beat me, but saw me, it gave me a lot of enjoyment seeing what she did for the race in public and what she was able to achieve. But if you go back and watch that replay and, and watch it close, especially the stewards' vision, um, from probably the 1,000 metres to the, the 600, there was probably three or four occasions where, she was outside me in the run, and I just looked over and I just watched her, and and it was like it all happened in slow motion, and just watched the way she breathed and the way she moved, and and I was just in awe of of you know Winks just galloping alongside me, and then um, and then next minute Huey took off around the band <laughs> and I I almost forgot about making my run on, on Kluger, and I made my run up the inside, and I, I let down so well, yeah. and. I sort of went to challenge her and I thought, like, right, I'm going to be in the <laughs> She doesn't. She just, um, she, she, she put a margin on us and she was just incredible. Not, but, sure,
2: not sure how popular you would have been if you rolled Winks on her last uh-huh. race. Playing a $1.05 track. Well, I was about to say,
3: we,
0: we, we were there and I made it my mission on that day that whatever bankroll I had, it's just going to go on yeah. Winks so I get the ticket and sort of memorabilia. And I just remember watching, my heart stopped. Wait, I think
3: everyone thought Winks was going to get
1: rolled. I'm like, who
0: is this on the inside? It's Kluge. Who's 20 bucks
1: <laughs> paying. Yeah, I've never seen the Japanese talk, so excited. Rates as well. It was... Um, because he ran in the Doncaster um, the week before yep. and I begged him to, to back him up <laughs> and, and run against Winx in the in the uh, Queen Elizabeth and they had him on a flight booked to go home and I said, they said, but we're not going to win. I said, yeah, but you're running second to Winx if you, if you don't win. You and know? the last and,
0: start as well. Yeah. Was like, yeah. Good and prize money. And, wouldn't Queen it?
1: Elizabeth worked so much. So anyway, they stuck around and um, and the owners who uh, Carrot Farm, one of the biggest owners in the world, set was one of the best ads they've ever had on a racetrack. So, and that's coming from one of the biggest jurisdictions, well, the biggest jurisdiction in the world in Japan. So, uh, I think that shows what she did for racing.
0: Well, I guess that's sort of the best result. Then second to Winx, and you didn't tear apart the nation's hearts. Yeah. <laughs> on the last race,
1: I I ran second to Black Caviar. I think two or three oh. times as well. <laughs> I've got to find a champion in my own, yes. <laughs> Mawanga, maybe.
0: Yeah, Chautauqua. <laughs> that's <enough>. a <laughs> one. Exactly. Yeah. All right, well, I think um, that's cool. We appreciate um, you making the time for us and uh, joining us on this podcast. So, and you're our first guest as well, Tommy. The so, inaugural guest. So. so you're down in the history books as the first guest on the cast patrol.
1: No, well, I'm sure there'll be plenty more. You've uh, known yourself as well, and um, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. So look forward to uh, He's having me on very soon if, um, if he didn't get sick of this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. If you
3: get Jack White in first row, you'll be on next week. <laughs> uh, exactly.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, that's Tommy. All right. We we'll catch you, Peace. guys. Nice thanks meeting, for you, Tommy. Thanks. <laughs>